Hey everyone, it's Kimberly. I just wanted to talk to you guys for a second before the episode starts today um, and let you know that we are trying to get better with our sound quality. Um, We have tried different microphones, different situations, and just a warning, this episode, whatever changes we made, didn't work so well. Um, So it sounds a little crazy, Um, but I just wanted to let you guys know that we're working on it, and thanks so much for listening, and let's get to it. Welcome to History Whenever. My name's Shannon. Uh, I'm Kimberly. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Jenna. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I got like, a, it's because on my phone, I got like Anchor um, like notifications. And I was like, why am I getting notifications from Anchor right now? And then I realized it was the other two recordings that it said they were done. And so that, okay. One more time. I'm, I'm paying, I'm doing it now. All right. Um, welcome to History Whatever. My, fuck, I said History Whatever. <laughs> Um, welcome to History or Whatever. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kimberly. And I'm Jenna. And this is the podcast where we talk about history or whatever we want because everything is history, right? Um, so today I'm going to be talking about Hatshepsut. And she was a female king of Egypt who attained a high level of power for a woman, um, uh, eventually adopting the full titles and regalia of a pharaoh. And I say female king for a specific reason that um, I'll go into later. So Hatshepsut was the longest reigning female pharaoh in Egypt. She ruled for 20 years in the 15th century BCE, um, uh, first as a regent and then as pharaoh. And she's also considered one of Egypt's most successful pharaohs. She was born around 1508 BCE, and she was the oldest daughter uh, born to Egyptian king Tutmos I and his principal wife and queen, Amos. Um, After her father died when she was 12, she married her half-brother, Tutmos II, who was um, the son of one of her father's secondary wives. So... This was a common practice, and it was meant to ensure the purity of the pharaoh bloodline. And so they took multiple wives, essentially, and one reason was to ensure that uh, they produced an heir. So whereas Henry um, had the the sixth, it's the sixth, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, six wives. Henry oh, yeah, VIII, yeah. six wives. Sorry, got him confused. <laughs> so Henry VIII had to take six wives to try uh, to produce an heir. He, the the Egyptian king Tutmos, um, and I mean other Egyptian kings as well, had multiple wives, um, which would ensure uh, continuing the bloodline. And what was important was the male bloodline, the males in the bloodline, you know? So like, as long as he would have was a son of the pharaoh, then that was perfectly legitimate, whether it was uh, a first wife or not a first wife, you know? Sounds like they um, treated uh, their kids better than they did, like, thousands of years later. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. You know? Also, though, did you say she was 12 when she got married? <laughs> yeah. 
How yeah, old was okay. her brother? Then? Right? Was he I younger? Or was he older? No, I think. Let's see. You know, I didn't really look him up because since I was really talking about her, so I'm not sure yeah, exactly how old he's he older. Was. <laughs> right? I would young. assume that he was older, if not around the same age. You know, yeah, but I yeah. guess though, Tutmos started his reign right away so he like you know like there was no regent for him so he would have been at least old enough to be allowed oh, to yeah. rule you know yeah. um so they had one daughter um together well and when at this point she is queen so like she took on the tr- traditional role of queen and tamos the second's um principal wife so mm-hmm. they had one daughter um, but Tutmos died Tutmos II died young he died around 1479 BCE um, and he died after only a 15 year reign uh, making Hatshepsut a widow before she was even 30 um, and okay. they had no sons they only had a daughter do- right do before math. 30 huh? I was trying to do the math like you have to go like backwards you know Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's BC. so you go like, backwards. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much work, right? But Hatshepsut um, had no sons, uh, only the one daughter, um, and the male heir was an infant, also born to a secondary wife, just the way her husband had been. Um, so Avi, the throne went to the infant son. And Tutmo, but Tutmos III was, uh, again, Avi, too young uh, to assume the throne unaided. So um, Hatshepsut began acting as Tutmos III's regent, handling the affairs of the state until he came of age. However, um, after less than seven years, she was like, you know what? I think I'm going to be Pharaoh. <laughs> and I do what I want. She, right? She's like, oh, you know, no one's stopping me. <laughs> So she assumed the titles and full powers of a pharaoh, becoming co-ruler with um, Tutmos III. And so she is technically not a usurper. Um, she didn't really, she didn't steal the crown because he, Tutmos III was never deposed. She always, uh, they were always considered co-rulers. Um uh, but it, I guess it was clear that Hatshepsut was the boss bitch. <laughs> like she was in charge, you know. She was the the principal ruler. That was really smart, though, to um, not like be like, "Fuck you, I'm the I'm the pharaoh now." Like to do like the whole cult. Yeah, thing. yeah, because I think that it would have been harder for her to stay to like be in power for so long. You know, people would have come and you know yeah. been pissed. Yeah. So, um, I guess though that, um, I guess initially, like it was like that, it was just pure ambition that drove her actions that made her want to, um, kind of take power. But I guess more recent scholars suggest that, um, it might've been due to political crisis, like such as like threats from, another branch of the royal family that could have actually usurped Tutmos the third. So she was like trying to protect um, the So 
Yeah, so like she may have been um, acting to save the throne um, and keep it within that family mm-hmm. line and for her stepson. Um, so I thought that was interesting, you know, that it wasn't necessarily that she was wanted power. It was she wanted to yeah. save the throne That's for, for yeah. her family, like, you know? Time I kept thinking, like, ooh, she just, she really wanted that power, but no, I guess not. <laughs> um, so she knew that her pharaohship was going to be seen as controversial and not maybe not legitimate. Um, so she defended the legitimacy um, by pointing out her royal lineage, um, and she claimed that her father had pointed, appointed her as, as his successor. Um, and, you know, like that she was supposed to be queen rather than her, who, who ended up being her husband, her stepbrother, her half-brother, yeah. um, Tutmos II. Yeah. So she said that she was supposed to be his successor anyway, and had previously... Um, she, or this is, a, sorry, I'm just going into another way. I did not write this right. Hold on. <laughs> so um, she pointed to her royal lineage, um, claiming that her father had pointed her his successor. Um, and so another thing she did was change the way she was depicted. Um, so she had previously been t- depicted as a typical queen with a female body and appropriate, uh, or um, using air quotes here, appropriately <laughs> feminine uh, garments. Um, but after she assumed the role as pharaoh, she her formal po- portraits begin to show um, her with a male body wearing uh, the traditional kilt and crown and a false beard. Mm. So she start instead of being depicted as a queen, she was being depicted as a king. And it wasn't necessarily, I guess, it wasn't necessarily to pass herself off as a man. It wasn't to make people believe that she was a man. So I guess um, Egyptian, the way the art, the artistic, like (laughs) (laughs) Egyptian art um, would show how things not necessarily as they were but as they should Mm. be so she thought she was like i should be seen as the king so she depicted herself as the king she didn't necessarily think i want them to think i'm male it was i want them to see me as as pharaoh you know um so her successful transition from queen to pharaoh was partially also because she had a lot of influential supporters um, and many of the people that she chose to, to help her um, and become officials in, in her court, I guess, um, were actually officials of her father, Tutmos the first. And so she used that as as a way to kind of keep power, um, to have people who, who like to keep people in power you yeah know what I mean? like you know what oh you get you, if i get to stay you get to stay too right because they'd probably yeah, all be fired exactly. if another right. branch of the family took over like, <laughs> yeah be like you out <laughs> yeah i need my own magician so <laughs> um so one of her most important advisors was sentiment um and he'd actually been among her servants Whoa. And was a tutor to her daughter. And he rose he rose to power with her. 
Um, and of course, some speculated that they were lepers, um, but there really is not a, a lot of evidence to support this. It, I think it's just one of those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were close, so they must have been doing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, under Hatshepsut's reign, Egypt prospered. Um, unlike other uh, pharaohs, um, she was really interested in uh, economic prosperity rather than conquering. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like make Egypt itself not make it bigger yeah like yeah better not bigger a great way to put it um so she focused on restoring monuments um rather than conquering new lands um and so traditionally egyptian kings would defend their lands against enemies who lurked at egypt's border Um, but hatshepsut's reign was uh, peaceful and her foreign policy was not based on war and conquering like i said it was based on trade and um what's the word i'm looking for trade well i'll think i'll remember <laughs> later i'm sure um but so what in temples um though it there are some scenes depicting like a short conflict um in nubia but that was really toward the beginning of her reign i think and you know not necessarily super important or influential yeah. to her time as people are just trying to test her out <laughs> yeah, right. probably, yeah probably. Prob- like, that's that's a good point it could be yeah um so she focused a lot um in thebes uh on temples um on the temples of the god amun Ray, who was a sun god right that sounds right I've heard of that god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at Wait. the temple of Amun Re, huh? Hold on, give me a second. There's a cat. Excuse me. <laughs> but also, I was thinking about um, how there were the two sun gods, Amun and Ayan, because Tutankhamun was the Amun uh, yeah. part, was the sun one, but then there was like Akhenaten, and was he the one that did the sun god? thing i don't know it's not relevant to this story i was just thinking about it yeah i it's not but i think you're right yeah um and actually ankh not in the second comes into play a little bit here okay. not really but just kind of um so she what did I, where was i so in theme in thebes she focused on the temples of the god amun ray um at the temples of amun ray at karnak uh, she remodeled the, gosh, I can, I'm going to, Hapat style, Hapat style, no idea. <laughs> well, gen- essentially, and it's really weird, these like halls, they're, they're basically a ceiling held up by really tall columns. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not a traditional building like you think, it's basically a ceiling with columns. Oh, so it doesn't have walls, um, but like, so, kind of like an open air kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she remodeled that. And then she also erected a pair of red granite obelisks, um, one of which apparently is still there today. So that's pretty good. Um, In Beni Hassan in Middle Egypt, she built a rock cut temple known as known in Greek as watch me butcher this one. (laughs) 
Speos are tomatoes. Um, her biggest architectural achievement was her. <laughs> I really should have. Pr- I really should have practiced pronouncing this stuff. But what are you going to do? Deir al Bari Temple, and it's considered one of the architectural wonders of ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so this ended up being her funerary monument. Um, and it was also it was dedicated to Amun Ra. She really liked that dude. <laughs> And it included a series of chapels dedicated to Osiris, Amun-Re, Hathor, and Anubis, um, and her ancestors. Another achievement of her reign was trading expeditions that brought back vast riches. This included ivory, gold, um, animal skins, incense, um, and this came from a land known as Punt. Um, And it doesn't, Punt doesn't exist anymore, but it's... um, possibly modern day uh etre i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it i looked it up but it's found eritrea but i think it's a tray it's across it's a it's on the east side of africa um across from the saudi arabian peninsula um so so yeah she like i said it was uh, all about trading and making uh like restoring and restoring temples and stuff in Egypt. Um, And so, yeah, like she's also depicted um, uh, these trading expeditions are also depicted um, on uh, in temples as well. So let's see. Now, um, apparently, though, toward the end of her reign, Chepsa allowed Tutmos uh, to play an increasingly prominent role in state affairs. So I think that really kind of lends to the theory that she was protecting the throne for him, not necessarily trying to take the throne from him. You know? Yeah, she's like letting him make decisions. Although she, <laughs> she doesn't want all the power. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and like, I mean, although she stayed in power for 20 years, like, let's be real, she probably liked it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's again it lends to the fact that it wasn't necessarily her plan you know what i mean yeah. to to take power really, like if that was her plan i feel like she would have just fucking killed him i know right so yeah but then again like like you said it was smart to mm-hmm. keep him as co-ruler yeah. you know what i mean because there would have been people who would have been pleased, <laughs> you know yeah so uh, I mean, especially because she was a woman. I mean, that would have been the primary yeah, thing, you know? Like that other branch yeah. of the family would have been like, we have like a better claim because we have a male descendant or something. Right? Fucking dumb. Yeah, right? Like, that's true, you know? Um, so, Hatshepsut died in early February of 1458 BCE, and she would have been um, in her 40s, probably? You know, you know, dates are confusing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you. So we know she reigned for 20 years. And you know how I know that? Because 58 and 78 is 20 years. <laughs> oh, man. But um, interestingly, in recent years, scientists think that her death could be related to, like, an ointment that she used to alleviate um, a genetic skin condition. Which is not surprising. Like, yeah. You don't read this in history books, but like people who were in power 
had issues. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the inbreeding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, is that better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's much better. I was like, <laughs> my, my mic got covered. like it's like you. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, did her hair come out yes. or something? <laughs> I was putting my hair up in it. <laughs> Messed up. But um, so where was I? Uh, oh, the inbreeding. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So like, it's not surprising that she would have had like a, any kind of chronic condition because, uh, you know everyone was inbred yeah. like i mean i i mean i didn't read about um how her father and mother would have were were connected but i mean you have to assume that if they're trying to keep yeah. it you know and bloodlines like i think you know the primary wife is probably the most legitimate yeah. you know what i mean um so yeah and then she married her half brother so there's that yeah. you know but um so anyway the treatment the or the ointment um might have contained toxic ingredients mm. and so they like testing they tested uh, artifacts around her tomb and there are traces of a carcinogenic or carcinogenic <laughs> substance sheesh words english am i right, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um so she was buried in the valley of the king's natch um and let's see look uh, her her own tomb was lo- the one that I talked about earlier um, that ended up being her funerary tomb was located in the hills behind Dar al Bari, you know, Bari. <laughs> in another effort to um, legitimize her reign, she had her father's sar- sarcophagus reburied in her tomb so they could lie together in hmm. death, which is like weird. I feel like, <laughs> so weird. Like, how does that legitimize you? I don't get it yeah i don't know i think it just makes you yeah. creepy like kind of also, morbid yeah. you know for something? i don't know i know right yeah. but weird. whatever i wonder you know what that's a good question i wonder how often like the pharaoh's like wives or uh, were buried or in like with them you know Is what i mean valley of the queens i don't know that's a really good question Everyone talks about the Valley of the Kings. I was there a queen? You know what? That might be another episode, guys. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, a... So. There's a Valley yeah, of the Queens? Oh, okay. Huh. Oh. Oh, thank you, Google. <laughs> right? Can you imagine if we had that question like 50 years ago? I'd be like, oh, fuck, how are we going to do an encyclopedia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see so like i mentioned earlier um tutmos the third uh ruled for more than 30 years and he was an ambitious builder just like his stepmother hmm. uh, stepmother yeah i was stepmother that's right okay. yeah because he was the oof <laughs> see this gets confusing yeah. um and apparently he was also a great warrior but this isn't about him um at the end of the III's reign, there was an attempt made to remove all traces of Hatshepsut's rule. I was going to ask. I thought that was her. So, I was like, am I wrong? But, okay. Nope, it's her. 
So uh, he destroyed and defaced her monuments, erased uh, inscriptions, including images of her as king on her her temples and her monuments. Bitch. And he, <laughs> right? What an asshole. And he constructed a wall around her obelisks. What? So he didn't destroy them. He just, like, put a wall around them. Yeah, um, that'll... <laughs> and then her statues were turned... Right? Like, that'll that'll do yeah. away with them. Sure. But, um, so, her statues were torn down, and um, her name was removed from the official king list. Really? Right? I think that's yeah. the worst one. Like, that's messed up. Um, so, while some interpreted this as some kind of, like, vengeful tirade, um... Or possibly to erase her as a powerful female ruler, it was more likely um, a, it more likely was political um, to make sure and secure his line of succession and ensure that no one challenged his son Amenhotep the second. Mm. See, mm-hmm. see what I did there? <laughs> Amenhotep came in just for a second, but now he's gone. Um, or he could have been just ensuring that the succession would run from Tutmos the first to the second to the third and then to his yeah. son. Um, so she went into obscurity. No one really knew about her or that she even existed really until 1822 when they were decoding um, hieroglyphs on the walls of of her temple 1822 Whoa. that's like and lots of years later <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 1822 ce y'all that's right now it's like it's too much it's too much yeah and it's a really long period of time um but so initially uh the discrepancy between the female name and the male images was really confusing <laughs> so people were like <laughs> like who, who is you know um but i guess well, now obviously like the succession in this time period is is understood and everyone knows now that she was um pharaoh so in 1903 uh, the british archaeologist howard carter discovered um her sarcophagus well one of three apparently i guess they couldn't decide so they're like make three and then pick one you know is howard carter also the one that discovered tutankhamen yes um yeah that's part of the whole like you know is the valley of the kings haunted because during that expedition um i'm pretty sure it's the same expedition but but like that all kinds of like weird shit happened you know like people that were involved in the expedition uh apparently befell some curse you know um right well i try i was thinking about it and i actually did look up some information but it's not that like it doesn't even seem like a curse it just seems like some weird shit happened it's a curse Shannon. you know like <laughs> i want it to be a curse <laughs> Right? I just, like, I couldn't find that much information. It's just, like, it, I think it's, like, four or five kind of, like, weird deaths, yeah. you know? Oof. And, um, but they're not that weird. And I think one or two of them happened, like, way, like, 
pretty far removed from the dig, so it's like, were they connected? Because the curse no. is very you sneaky. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to think you're safe. The curse is waiting for you. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, I was interested in, in whether there was a curse, but I don't know. It was just like, I didn't find that much information on it, and I think it's because... It's not a curse. You know, it was just people kind of, yeah, there was no curse. And people were just kind of freaking out at the I mean, time. I've you know? seen the mummy. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those places look creepy. They probably Have scared. You seen the mummy three? That one is oh. trash. Oh, we were talking oh, yeah. about the so... curse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially. Um, there's no <laughs> it's just a bunch of people freaking out because they open something and fudge with something they probably shouldn't yeah. have. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, so um, they found her sarcophagus, one of three that she'd prepared, um, but it was empty, and apparently that happened in a lot of the tombs of the valley and the kings like it's like they were like oh this is my uh sarcophagus sarcophagus psych. really you know? they had like multiple and they were empty yeah yeah there were a lot that were empty well i mean I, I don't know if like part of it was because they had multiple ones and they were just you know fudging with people um but by then there'd been they're not they were not the first people to have ever found them so the a lot of sarcophaguses were empty because yeah. of looting or mummies, you know. Um, <laughs> or mummies, <laughs> they're, they're running around. Like, you know what I kept thinking of is Kevin in the office when he finds out mummies are real. <laughs> oh my god, hilarious! But yeah, so a lot of tombs in the Valley of the Kings um, were empty or disturbed or, you know, sarcophaguses were empty, um, likely because of just looting over the seriously yeah. long period of time. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you know, yeah. Um, and like, at you know, in 1903, these places were like, they had to dig these places yeah. out, you know, but for a long time right after, I mean, they would have been plainly visible and easily accessible, you know? Um, so after a new search in 2005, um, a team of archaeologists actually did discover her mummy. Um, and it's housed in, an Egyptian, in the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. Um, and a life-size statue of Hatshepsut is um, uh, on display. It's actually one of the few that escaped destruction. Mm -hmm. Did he just build? So all isn't that crazy? You know, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just like let's just hide this one. Um, but uh, but the. Um, I don't know if I did. I misspeak. Did I say that the the uh, statue was in Cairo? It's not in Cairo. It's in the Metropolitan oh. Museum. <laughs> oh, in New York. I saw My it. Bad. I might have seen it then. Did you? I think so. I'm gonna try and find a picture. Uh, you know, that's like one of the places. That's one of the places that we didn't get to go when we visited New York, which I was yeah. upset about. But what you are you gonna go do? Back. We were just trying to do free mm -hmm. stuff. It was the most amazing museum I've ever been to. 
Yeah, really? you should totally go. Also, I went you during know the um. I don't. What was it? It was. Remember the Met Gala where everyone did their religious things. I don't remember what the um, what the theme of it was called. And like they had that exhibit up when we went. Uh huh. Oh, I think heavenly, heavenly bodies. bodies. It yeah, was yeah, heavenly yeah. bodies, and it was just really, yeah. really cool. Kimberly, I feel this is becoming a theme where I talk about something and you're like, oh, I went there. I haven't been to Egypt and I really wanted to dance. Oh my God. Uh, I was also thinking about how you said it was, we were talking about how it was a really long time. And I'm like, oh my God, it was like, like almost 2000 years going down to zero, right? Because it was like. 17 mm-hmm. whatever 58 78 plus the like 1500 yeah, years so it's almost 4000 years mm-hmm. yeah it's a really long time that's what i was saying is like it's been all of this time it could have just been empty because people had already looted yeah. at that point you know aliens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aliens <laughs> no no That's funny. You know what my favorite part of Ancient <laughs> Aliens is that crazy guy with the, the hair? insane yeah. hair. I'm like, I'm like, are you trying to like con- like reach <laughs> the aliens like with that hair? Yeah, it's like, you don't look believable, dude. But right, insane. But yeah, so uh, that is the story um, of Hachetsa, the female king. See, now you know why I called her a female king because she was uh, often depicted in, in pictures as a king, a pharaoh, rather than a queen. So that's it. Uh, awesome. Do we have... Oh, I guess we have to say oh, our yeah. bye I was like, do we have any news? We don't have any news. I like how I listen to podcasts and they're like, here's like our know. news, guys. Like, we have some business to take <laughs> care of. We have, <laughs> we have no business. Like, oh. <laughs> we have no news. Um, yeah, we have... Um, um, I think 25 unique uh, listeners. So <laughs> what's up? 25 people? It's not advertising. This is my favorite part of the week because I'm learning all of this for the first time. <laughs> uh, half of them are our family members. Right, but but I some of them are me. I did not listen to it this time. <laughs> me either. God, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Sheesh, I haven't been. I've been trying really hard not to. So uh, if um, you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at history or whatever. Or if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at history or whatever podcast at Gmail. Um, I finally checked the <laughs> email. I was going to ask. No like, one had you checking it? <laughs> What? Yeah, I asked her that the other day. I was like, have you been checking the email? And she was like, oh, let me go check. But good news, no emails. <laughs> oh, good news. No one wants to talk to us. So, yeah, you can send us an email and perhaps I'll check it. And that's it. Uh, this week's mini is going to be hopefully on time. Sorry to anyone who listens. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye.